Welcome to Return to Self, a podcast that explores the fascinating, mysterious, exhausting, sometimes overwhelming, yet ultimately rewarding journey of remembering who you were before the world taught you who to be. I'm your host, Bruna, and I wear many hats. I'm an author, certified life coach, intuitive, mystic, and storyteller. And for our first season, we'll be hearing from various guests about their spiritual journeys, because there comes a time for all of us when you inevitably get sick of your own shit. Yeah, I curse. And that's when change happens. But the road to get there and what that journey entails is different for everybody. Regardless, these challenges and the magic that follows end up guiding you through a cosmic treasure map back home, which is within you. So sit back and enjoy as we return to self and remember what we always knew, but somehow forgot along the way. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Return to Self. As you already know, I'm your host, Bruna. And this week, we got a little throuple situation happening. I have Mila and Erica as my guests this week. They are the hosts of the Good Moms, Bad Choices podcast. For those of you who don't know Erica and Mila, they are two uncensored, sex and cannabis positive single moms who challenge societal norms every single week with their show. And you'll get a little bit of that during this episode for sure. Uh, Erica, Mila, and I talk all about spiritual journeys, religious upbringings, being bombarded by different belief systems, and really honing in on what feels right for you, as well as how to kind of introduce your children to spirituality in a way that doesn't limit them to just what you know or have experienced. So here's Erica and Mila on Return to Self. We have the good moms who make bad choices sometimes here with us to talk all about spirituality. This is going to be the first time that we're doing a podcast with multiple people, so this should be interesting. Um, Erica and Jamila are here, and I'd love to get each of your perspectives with these answers individually and then obviously some collectively because you guys have been doing a lot of magical things with your brand as well that I've been grateful to be a part of. So we're definitely going to touch on that too. But to start, for each of you, what does spirituality mean to you personally? Mila, let's start with you. Um, Hi. (laughs) Uh, Spirituality to me has been a journey. It's been my personal relationship with God, with spirit, with the, the mystic unknown, the universe. Um, and a lot of it, I've, as I've grown in my spirituality, I've realized has much less to do with religion or structure as it does personal relationship and like self-discovery. I feel like my spirituality has gotten stronger as I explore myself. Mm-hmm. I can see my my direct connection to spirit more clearly. And, and therefore I feel more connected <laughs> to God, you know, as I journey through the layers of myself. I feel like we're all God in our, you know, in our own different, uh, extensions. I feel, I don't know. I I just, I feel everyone's spiritual experience is personal and everyone's spiritual relationship with God is personal and it looks different and it works differently for each person. Yeah. 
What about you, Erica? Um, hello. Uh, so spirituality to me, I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm still on the journey of really understanding what that means to me. However, I will say it does feel like a surrendering, like a surrendering to, to the unknown, but the unknown being this beautiful, joyful thing, like it's intangible thing, right? Something that is there for us to bring us back to self, to make us feel connected to something, to, you know, the source, which for me, obviously, and for everyone is, you know, earth in some way. Um, But also beyond that, spirituality to me is alignment and also, you know, exploring the unalignment and trying to travel back to alignment. I will say that I'm, I'm, I'm working on that definition. It's like a work in progress for me because I grew up you know, kind of like not really having a lot of guidance on what that is. I was, you know, I went to church sometimes, but then saw people in my family sitting all every all day, every day. So it was confusing for me. My now I'm in my 30s. I've been really exploring, you know, what that means to me, whether that means like putting in a practice that's already set. Like, you know, if you're, you know, a Buddhist or a Catholic or a Christian. And I think researching and kind of taking those practices and making them your own. And that's what I've kind of started to focus on. I probably could be doing a better job, but this is- You're doing great. (laughs) Accountability. But yeah, that's what spirituality to me is at this moment. Yeah. And I love that you brought up kind of the element of church in your childhood, because that was going to be my next question, is if you guys were ever put into maybe more of a religious space growing up or not. So you mentioned church growing up. Mila, did you have any sort of- religious or spiritual upbringing? It's interesting because my family, I grew up, I didn't grow up religious. In fact, my dad told me like, Jesus is some white man that white people made up so everybody would listen. Okay. (laughs) Like basically it was stupid. But my grandmother went to church. She was kind of religious. And then at one point I discovered Christianity for myself and I got really religious but I, I, I also went, I also went to Catholic school, high school. I went to Lutheran school. I got kicked out of because they didn't know if they're going to see like the more devilish side of me or what was going to happen with that. But um, <laughs> I, I would say I've kind of always been given the the space to figure it out myself. Mm-hmm. Except the one time I got really Christian, I um, I asked to get baptized when my parents were out of town, and they said I don't think that's a good idea. Um, Did you do it? No, I didn't. Oh. Um, I ended up not doing it because. I felt like they were judging me hard over at that church because I got lesbian. Anyway. Okay, wait, um, wait, 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 I, wait, wait. <laughs> so many things. This is beautiful. <laughs> right. Your parents were out of town. You're bypassing a lot of important facts here, bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wasn't raised religious. My my dad was like. Right. He didn't believe in Jesus. Yeah. yeah we didn't do a lot of holidays and shit. It wasn't like a big thing. But you went to a religious school. That's where I I, my first thing is. How did that happen if your parents were not about that life? They just thought it was a better school. It was probably like the cheaper of the private schools. Okay, so, so they like, weren't. You're gonna go. You're gonna go to the mass, but it's. I'm, you're not going to school for the mass. You're going for the, like the private school. Education. Oh my gosh, that's so much like already like cognitive dissonance and conflict for you, where it's like you're taking in all this stuff at school, but then you go home and it's like, wait, but no, don't listen to that. I, re- I remember my grandmother called me and was like. Don't you be praying to that Mary. <laughs> oh, wow. I was like, what? She's like, those Catholics, they pray to that Mary. 
you only pray to Jesus? I don't know. My grandmother's super Christian. The whole thing was, it was kind of confusing, but you know, I didn't really, I was just like, I didn't want to be there. You know, I went to Catholic school after that. And I, I remember thinking how ridiculous it is that I have to fucking go to Catholic religion fucking class every whatever, however, like I had to take it every year. And it wasn't until like 12th grade that we got to take world religion where I was actually mm. interested. And I was like, oh, there's other, sh- like, oh, this makes more sense. I remember having a lot of weird conversations about like abortions, about like special needs. There was a lot of weird conversations in Catholic school that I didn't agree with, but I also like knew I was getting the fuck out of there soon. So I didn't really prescribe to it, but I moved to Atlanta, which is down South is rooted, very Christian. And I, I, I went back, ended up going back to church like later in my early twenties with my roommate a lot, but my other friend introduced me to Buddhism and I remember feeling really bad about chanting and thinking it was like so against Christianity, but also thinking like, bitch, you're not even really particularly Christian. You never announced this. So like, why do you feel conflicted about it? During that time, I realized this may not be like a popular statement, but it always made me really uncomfortable when you went to church and then at the end, they peer pressure you to say God is your savior or whatever. Like, do you accept Jesus as your savior or Christ? And then everyone closes their eyes and like the pastor like puts his hands on you and you come to the front of the church and you get a booklet. I just always thought like, wow, this is a lot of pressure to decide this big question right now. Right. So I felt like by like chanting Buddhist chants that I was like somehow going, because they say don't like chant to like, don't pray to pagan idols. And it was interesting to me that it had imprinted on me, although I wasn't really forced in as a very like specific religion. I just think being black and like being in religious schools, it felt bad. But eventually I realized that I don't think that I believe in Jesus as my savior. I don't even like how that sounds. That's not my vibe. But, um, I'm I'm also a witch, so I've come to those conclusions more as I've explored and like realized I don't I'm not tied to anything in particular, and I'm kind of in control of my own destiny, my own magic, and as long as I'm aligned and attuned to spirit and like allowing all the messages to come through me and open to that, like I feel strongly that you know my ancestors and spirit guides and angels and god will guide me appropriately and it doesn't have to be like i don't have to be like a self-proclaimed buddhist or christian or you know there's things from different religions that i i appreciate yeah i don't i don't really fuck with religion cuz it's kind of culty okay it sounds like you went through i mean i know it's cuz we're talking about it so it seems really quick but i'm sure it was like over a course of a long time in your life <clears throat> but it sounds like you were thrown through so many different like worlds kind of and perspectives and judgments and criticism and points of view that you almost got like a crash course of choosing what felt good for you specifically. Right. Oh, yeah. Because I forgot about the time I became a lesbian in eighth grade and then they were like, <laughs> being really like shady to me at church. And that's when I was like, I don't think this is for me because I, I remember praying like, God, if I'm supposed to be your God, your child, stop making me have these feelings for Asia. <laughs> and the then girl he you take it away. So yeah, Asia Wong. <laughs> that's what's still my friend. So, so I just like, he didn't take it away. So I realized maybe Jesus, but like that wasn't the route for me. <laughs> that's huge though, because, you know, so many people have betrayed themselves to serve what they were told is what they're supposed to be, you're supposed to do. And that's why the whole thing here is called return to self because so many people forgot, you know, who am I before everyone told me who to be? Mm, And it's mm -hmm. cool to hear you say that even at such a young age, when something just didn't feel right for you, you were like, okay, then maybe this isn't it for me. 
instead of the other way around of like, oh, something's wrong with me, you know? So that's very powerful. So much there. That was, I felt like I was with you, like in a car ride <laughs> on memory lane, going through it. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to our right. podcast. <laughs> I love it. So Erica, for you, I know you mentioned, you know, this spiritual journey is kind of opening up as you grow through it and learn, you know, for yourself. Has there been any sort of experience or situation for you that made you want to lean into your spirituality more? Um, I think there's been a few for sure. I think one recently that really um, called me to kind of really have to figure this out was uh, one of my friends, one of my best, best friends in childhood had a very tragic accident last year or actually the end of yeah 2019 on Christmas. And uh, I wasn't sure if she was going to make it. And I felt so lost. It was, I'd never had someone so close to me, like a sister, be hanging on to life by a thread. And I knew in my heart that she could make it. I knew she could make it because she's a fighter, but I knew that I needed to tap into something. Like I needed something to like help me like connect to her because she was in a coma. Mm. And so during that time, I felt really lost. And like, I felt like, damn, like, I don't know what my, I don't know where my spirituality lies per se and who I should calling to. And so I actually started trying to figure it out. And so I went to a few different churches and I was like, maybe I need to revisit church because I've been like really, I guess in some ways, yeah, anti. I also went to Catholic school and had a few bad experiences with some of the educators there really um, shaming me about like not subscribing to certain passages in the Bible and like not taking things like literally and um, Catholicism will shame the fuck out of you no matter who. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I will never forget that. Mrs. G at Notre Dame. Mm. I wonder if she's still alive. She's probably is. Probably she's shaming you right now. She's listening. People. She- I hope she knows because thank God, like, I'm fucking like a rebel mm-hmm. <laughs> because some of the shit she said was so out of pocket, Miss G. Okay. Yeah. So I kind of like rebelled against that. And even as as in high school, I told my mom I was an atheist and she cried and like was like so distraught that I like just denounced all spirituality and God. You know, so as an adult, when this happened, like at the end of 2019, I was like, I felt like I needed God. Like I was like, okay, like this is a true calling. Like this is not like someone telling me, like I feel like I must discover something or figure something out or like, I don't know. It wasn't like, it wasn't like a repent. It was like, I don't even know how to describe it. But anyway, I went to, I went to a few different churches. I went, my dad um, grew up religious. He's from the South. And so he's always gone to church. And um, so I asked him what church he was going to. I went to his church. I didn't fuck with it. It felt awkward and weird. And so then I was like, maybe it's just because I'm not used to this and I haven't been here in a while. And I'm still judging it. Maybe I can take what I need from it. I couldn't. So then I went to another place, another church that someone recommended me to. And that one was felt a little bit more youthful, but it still felt like there's a sense of like, I don't know, it felt contrived in ways. And I hate to say that because there were people in there that were really like believers and, and I'm a believer of, of sorts, but it just didn't feel like, I guess, like Jamila said, my vibe. And then I went to, um, God, what is that? The self-realization? The, self, the, the SRF, self-realization. Yeah. I went there too. Yeah. I, yeah, that happened to me. Um, and so I went to a few different places, right? And so what I came to realize was that none of these places I felt like 
they spoke to me in ways, but I was like, I need to take what I can from these places and create my own practice. That's kind of like where I'm at with it at this point. Like, I don't know if there's one specific house or church or place per se that embodies, you know, what fulfills me spiritually. And, you know, I did, I did a lot of praying. I did a lot of meditating. I did a lot of like talking to spirit with my friend and thank God she fully recovered because she was not, they were telling her like she would, they were telling us that there's no way she's going to recover. And she, she recovered. I knew it. I knew it in my, like in my soul that she was going, she would be okay. Yeah. But I do attest like my belief to that and like my unwavering belief and like tapping into, into myself and, and something else that I'm still trying to figure out what that is. I mean, again, I've mentioned this many times in other podcast episodes, but the spiritual journey, it's a journey for a reason. Like there's never going to be a destination you get to where she's like, oh, I'm done. It's done. I mean, there is. And as dark as this might sound, like for me, I feel like that's death, you know, because mm-hmm. you're always mm-hmm. going to be learning more about yourself over time because you're always going to be in different situations and having different experiences that will reveal or call for different parts of you. So again, as long as you continue to stay with what stays or feels good and true to you, then then that's how you kind of expand on your spiritual journey, which takes me to my next question for both of you. Everyone who knows you knows your podcast, Good Moms, Bad Choices. So what I love about you guys is you really embody that duality when it comes to being a woman, being a mother, and everything in between, and not having to self-abandon or, again, betray any parts of yourselves just because now you're a mother. But within that motherhood scope, now that we're talking kind of about each of your spiritual journeys, how will that affect how you approach spirituality with your children? I mean, for me... um, these are conversations, you know, my daughter, we talk about, it's so funny. Like the other, like, maybe this was like last year, my daughter, we were like looking at a sunset and I, and she was like admiring it. And like, I was admiring her for admiring it. Cause I was like, wow, this is so amazing that my daughter's appreciating the sunset. I mean, I've obviously always been like, I always try to like acknowledge the beauty in nature. And so that she understands, like, just don't, don't overlook it. It's right. All the beauty is right here in front of you. And so she was like, mommy, look at the sunset. It's so beautiful. I was like, it is. And she was like, how do you think that it, it, it's made that way? And I was like, I don't know. What do you think? And she said, God. Wow. And like, I don't know if I've ever really talked at that point, really like talked to her about God. And so I don't know exactly where that came from or maybe she heard, heard about it. I mean, we definitely started praying at a young age. Um, and at first it was like, the Lord's prayer, like, you know, yeah, our father who art in heaven, you know, yeah, you know, I think her dad actually started that with her. And I, I asked her one day, I was like, do you know what you're like, do you know what, why we do this or like what you're praying to? And she was like, well, daddy told me that it's just keep our families and friends safe. Oh. And so I was like, well, yeah, that's true. But also it's so that you have a relationship with the spirit and that's what, that's, what's going to protect not only your friends and family, but it's going to help you in times of when you need when you need help and also be able to kind of acknowledge everything that you have in front of you, all the things that you have and be grateful. I don't know, like 
even me being on this journey, I actually brought her to, to church with me one time during that journey of like trying to figure everything out. And she, she liked it, but she was like, also like trying to like, can we, when can we leave? Are we right. Leaving? Like, is it almost over? I don't know. I kind of want to let her like kind of figure that out. I don't want to like give her an outline. I mean, I mean, I would, I don't want to give her a blueprint. I guess I could give her like, I'm, I'm giving her some sort of an outline. Like right now we do meditate together and we talk about manifestation. We have affirmations and she's kind of starting to understand how those happen. Uh, and like seeing like manifestations come to life and understanding that manifestation necessarily isn't, oh, I want to be a mermaid. So I'm going to manifest being a mermaid. (laughs) But yeah, she's only six. So I'm still learning. I mean, if you listen to our podcast, you know, me and Mila do not like, we're learning as we go. We're first time moms. Thank God we have a community of older moms and and people and moms that have older kids that are, that kind of help guide us too, because I don't really have all the answers, even when it comes to this topic at all. Like I'm kind of just yeah. Winging it. <laughs> we all are. We're winging life, honestly. <laughs> what about you, Mila? I'm not the type of mom to like say, this is your religion. This is what we're doing. But I kind of like give you the, I, I've given you the, her the tools to kind of, I mean, do, see what I do, participate in what I do. And I participate in, in a lot of things. And I just like kind of let her know that's cool. Whatever. Everybody has different practices. Obviously when she was a baby, we'd pray at night, pray for this person, that person. And she understands that concept. I have an altar. She, we chant Namioho Renge Kyo. We've been doing that for a long time. I discussed with her, like we can have anything we want. We want visualizing, having feelings of things that you want. Oh, you want to move to the beach? Let's think about it. Let's think about it while we chant, you know, um, deep breaths. Uh, we'd meditate, just practicing self-awareness and how you feel. And it's okay to express yourself and cry and like dance or however you're feeling, it's okay to express it. If you need to let things out and just seek outside, you know, if you want to ask God, you're allowed to do that. Yeah. I don't have all the answers. And I, I, I didn't, I wasn't really like led in this space as a child either. Like so it's, it's, it's kind of fun to be able to plant different seeds and create a different human. And honestly, in our household, it's love, you know, I love you, love other people, be kind, you know, do it for other people you want them to do for you and whatever other people do is cool. You know, you do you let other people do them. So I think like, that's my, my whole main thing. I think it's, it's interesting to be able to be the first influence of your child so they can like be more compassionate, be more loving. We, sometimes she participates in like full moon rituals with me, you know, so I, so I think that's cool. And we howl at the moon. So, you know, it's a a flow of, of spiritual expression in our household and uh, it will probably evolve as she gets older. Absolutely. I also think it's interesting that given your background and how you grew up with your parents and family almost doing the opposite of what you would normally hear, which is pushing religion on their end. They were kind of like, no, no, no. Do you feel like that experience makes you more hands off in that way on either side of the spectrum? Like, I'm not going to push you towards anything. And I'm also not going to push you away from something if you feel called to it. Yeah. I feel neutral. I do feel like it's necessary to have something. I do feel like it's necessary to acknowledge spirit and to be, you know, in gratitude and to, I don't think anything's coincidence. I don't think anything is just happening just because the fuck of it. It's everything is divinely ordered, you know? So I like, I I don't expect her to grow up and be like an orthodox, like 
Jew or like Orthodox Christian, I'd be like, who the fuck are you? Especially for someone who advocates for authenticity, you know, I just want right. to accept, be able, and, and, that, and that's hard, you know, accept even my child and whatever you want to explore is a part of the journey too, you know, it's, right. I, I, I ask that people accept me as I am where I'm at and I have to be able to do the same for others including my own child. Right. And I know, you know, we're saying a lot of, we're talking shit right now because that's just what we do. But that's very true. And I mean, I I feel like I went through something similar just with my dad because my mom was never very religious, but my dad was super Catholic. And so going to church at a young age and me being like, why are we here? Like, what is this? You know, I don't, I don't know if this is my thing. And him just like heartbreaking, like, and then getting angry. Like, are you an atheist now? I'm like, I never said that. Like, I just don't want to go to church. <laughs> and so having that, and it didn't really come to terms with our relationship until I was older, where he realized that, you know, Catholicism, the church and his views served him really well, you know, and as a man who went through war and so many other, I can't even begin to think of experiences that helped him so it served a purpose for him and i think it's hard with children i mean i'm not a mother but i can only imagine as a daughter like for him to be like man i really wanted you immersed in this world to connect with you on something that i connect with and you chose differently and i still have to honor that because you're my child and i love you unconditionally but also realizing over time now like, I talk to him about God all the time. It's just the manifestation of how we honor that for each one of us is different. But we can still mm -hmm. connect on the fact that we believe in a higher power and a higher source. And our rituals and the ways we honor that might be different. But we can still connect over the fact that it's there. And I think that's beautiful when it comes to a parent and a child. So we are almost out of time. So the last question I have for each of you is what three words would you use to describe your return to self? Hmm. Um, <laughs> let me think. I would say um, patience, love, and forgiveness. Ooh. All go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, what three words would I use to describe my return to self? Um, I would say, um, healing, mm. a lot of healing, a lot of exploring, a lot of acceptance. Mm. Man, those are all great. So you got patience, <laughs> love, and forgiveness, and then healing, exploration, and acceptance. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. You got to explore, you got to heal whatever you discover, and then you got to accept it. Yeah, true. There's the magic equation. True. <laughs> write that and down. And forgive yourself when you fall short. And then forgive yourself and be gentle with yourself, which is a big thing. Yeah. And love yourself and ask that the universe deliver you gen gentle lessons in this lifetime. Gentle lessons. Mm -hmm. Gentle. Yes. I forgot that part. So it's just been like, boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, oh, God, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, wait, wait, <laughs> slow down, hold on. <laughs> now I'm like, God, I would like ease. Just ease and just ease. Can you just like gently punch me in the face? Can you just like, can you just slap me slightly? A caress. No, so, brew. Instead of throwing me across grace. the room. <laughs> you know I'm emotional, spirit. You know I'm sensitive. Just give it to me slow. 
<laughs> Sheesh. Anyway, for those of you listening who haven't already, um, check out Good Moms, Bad Choices with Erica and Jamila. It's wonderful. They are incredible. They talk about all kinds of great shit that not a lot of podcasts touch on. So you guys Thank continue you. answering you. the call. You're very welcome. You're doing the Lord's work. Praise not God. a lot of people may expect, but... It's all a part of the big plan. So continue to do what you guys do. I appreciate you. Thank you for hopping on. Love you guys. Love Love you. you. Thank you. (laughs) Whoa, whoa. Where do you think you're going? The reading for The Collective is up next. This podcast is brought to you by Citizens of Sound, a one-stop shop for your podcasting needs. Citizens will help you with conceptualization, design, production, editing, and distribution. Whether you're an artist, business owner, health and fitness coach, actor, public speaker, or yoga instructor, podcasting can be used as a tool to grow your influence, business, and platform. Visit citizensofsound.com to start your podcast today. Welcome back and welcome to your collective reading for this episode. I have four cards in front of me and as always, take what resonates and leave what doesn't. Something that, you know, was very clear during this episode with Erica and Mila is the fact of just really honing in that power of knowing what is right for you. You know, not letting outside sources or judgment or criticism shape your reality for you, but to really tap in and figure out what works for you. And so that message has kind of been reflected again in these cards. We got listen to your intuitive feelings. Your body is receiving accurate messages from the divine. We got law of attraction. Relationships and activities that you once enjoyed are now changing as you become more sensitive and aware of energies. We got shield yourself. Protect yourself from harsh or fear-based energies by envisioning a cocoon of healing light surrounding you. And lastly, which is very fitting, and I'll tell you why, we got singing and dancing. Express yourself and awaken your psychic senses through the magical power of music and movement. So again, with these cards, it's just doubling down on what you already heard, listening to your intuitive feelings. You know, we heard this especially with Mila and her story. So many conflicting things, you know, being pushed towards her. But at at the end of the day, Mila chose what worked well for her. And she also gave herself permission to change her mind, right? And I think that's something that a lot of us may not do. Um, There is a sense of pressure, you know, especially when it does come to things like spirituality, to feel like, oh, well, if I commit to this one thing, then that's it. You know, that's my commitment and that's what I got to do. And And we get it. You know, it's an admirable thing. Commitment is very important, but give yourself room to change your mind. You know, how much pressure would be taken off your shoulders if you gave yourself room to do a trial, right? Dip your toes, see what happens. Because how can you really know if you don't try? And then make a decision. And so, again, listening to your intuitive feelings, allowing yourself to really hone in on that intuition and surrender to that intuition to guide you, despite what you might be hearing or feeling from others, shield yourself. You know, this has come up uh, quite a bit in readings lately, 
And that's because there's a lot of fear-based energy right now. A lot of fear-based energy. And when it comes to religion and spirituality, that's a huge one. You know, everyone's kind of pushing what they believe in for their own reasons. You know, everyone has their own reasons. But at the end of the day, you get to choose. You get to choose what works for you and what doesn't. And so in this case, the reading with this is to really listen to what your intuition is saying. Is it telling you something different than what's being fed to you? And if that's the case, then listen deeper. Because maybe it's trying to tell you something important. And if what you're receiving externally doesn't feel right, then maybe it's not meant for you. Really shield yourself because chances are a lot of you who are listening, again, are highly sensitive. And so it's very easy for you to absorb the energies of those around you. A lot of us do this and we do it unconsciously. We don't realize we're doing it until we're feeling some type of way. And we're like, man, where did this come from? I was good and then I wasn't. Okay, well, retrace your steps, you know? Who are you talking to? What were you consuming? How are you spending your energy? Where did it shift? What changed? Is this even really yours or is it something that's attached to you because of what you were doing or who you were with? It happens. So shield yourself, protect yourself, learn how to create a shield from the energies all around you so that you can discern your voice, your intuition from those around you from those that are being fed to you and for some those in your mind your mind sometimes needs shielding just as much as any external source does who is saying that to you in your head who said it first it wasn't you someone else said that so again strengthening your intuition is giving you the power to remember when it's you and when it's not. And for some of you, you'll be very surprised to see how much of what you play on repeat is not actually yours. But the beauty of that is now you get to let it go because it was never yours to carry. Law of attraction relationships and activities that you once enjoyed are now changing as you become more sensitive and aware of energies. Again, this goes back to giving yourself room to change. Whether it's changing your mind, changing your lifestyle, changing yourself. Give yourself that room to do so. There's enough criticism, judgment, and shame in the world. You don't need to do that to yourself too. Be the one thing, if that's the case, that feels safe. Because a lot of us seek safety especially women, we seek safety and we got to start at home. We can't control our external environment all the time. What we can control though is that when we come back home and close that door, we are in a safe space within ourselves. So make sure you are cultivating that safe space within yourself. Singing and dancing. Why did this make me laugh? Because before we started recording, Erica was showing off her vocals, you know, 
she was doing her little singing. And then Mila is just dancing all the time. If you follow Good Moms, Bad Choices, if you follow them on Instagram, you know Mila is always moving her body. That is one way for her to tap into her power. And so perhaps that is something for you to do as well. Express yourself and awaken your psychic senses through the magical power of music and movement. Women especially do not write out the power of moving your body. That is all sacral. That is sexuality, creativity. That is the womb. Moving your hips. That is feminine power. Move your body. Allow yourself to surrender to wherever it wants to go, whatever it wants to do, and tap into your divine femme energy. So that is what I'm getting for this week's reading. Again, take what resonates, leave what doesn't. And as you already know, we like to end all these readings with a deep inhale and exhale and show some gratitude. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that does it for this week's Return to Self podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Bruna, and I thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to our stories. If you're loving what you're hearing, I'd greatly appreciate that you take some time to like, rate, and comment this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. And I hope you join us again next week as we continue to return to self.